Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to No Credentials Required. This is episode 41, brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Before we get into t- to, uh, our conversation this week, I just want to remind you, first of all, about our socials. On Twitter and Instagram at BellyUpNCR, Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR, and on YouTube, no credentials required. And speaking of YouTube, go ahead and like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Look for our channel, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notifications bell. And that way you know when either new clips from the, this week's podcast come up or the Friday happy hour co- is, goes live. And also with podcasts, find them in all the, your normal platforms being apple spotify spreaker google podcasts Podchaser. be so kind and leave a review also a five-star rating because that gets our name out into the podcast world which is very vast and also look for our hashtags hashtag body 518 and also hashtag local sports matter before i bring my guest tonight let's have a quick word from one of our sponsors with godzilla media and that's mohawk honda Hello, dear listener. Before the episode resumes, I wanted to tell you about one of our sponsors here at Godzilla Media, and that is Mohawk Honda. Sure, every dealer wants your trade-in right now. There is a shortage of inventory in the market, so you trade it in and get money in your hands. Now what? They don't have anything for you to buy. At Mohawk Honda, not only will they give you top dollar for your trade-in, but they have acres and acres of inventory for you to choose from. 
They have the largest inventory of vehicles in the region, and that means you can choose the one that's right for you. Sure, some of their dealers talk about their values, but at Mohawk Honda, they would rather show you there. Value in selection, but most importantly, value in how you're treated at Mohawk Honda. Don't feel pressured into buying something from another dealer because that's the best they can do for you. Come to Mohawk Honda and buy the vehicle that you deserve. Their vast selection of certified pre-owned vehicles is guaranteed to fit your needs and your lifestyle, not the other way around. I can tell you from personal experience that this is so true. As last spring before the shutdown, I was helped out by Evan, one of their awesome sales team members, and he helped me pick out my certified pre-owned 2016 HRV that was the right price for me. This summer, selection is king, and no one has more to choose from than Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. And tell them that Ryan McCarthy from the No Credentials Required podcast sent you. All right. So thank you, Mohawk Honda, for being a sponsor with the Godzilla Media side for the No Credentials Required podcast. Uh, Speaking of Godzilla Media, we got some pretty cool stuff on the podcast side with Godzilla Media. our guy getting get, with getting over guys. He's got his college football preview coming up this week. I'm going to bring in my guest, my good friend James Prude, and he, we're going to share. We're talking about some an interesting place where he lives because on this podcast we talk about local sports and local sports matter. So I'm going to bring in my guest James Prude. James, what's going hey, on, friend? Hey man, <laughs> thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to talk a little local sports in Nebraska today. First of all, tell our viewers. Did you were you yeah. from Nebraska originally? You're born and raised on the playgrounds where you spent most of your days. You know, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, not West Philadelphia, but South Omaha is where I'm from. So, uh, grew up in. I'm a city kid. Uh, my wife Carly is a country girl. She grew up. Her dad was a farmer. Um, my grandparents had concrete for a backyard, and so that's where we'd learn how to field ground balls and uh, dribble the basketball and. And, uh, you know, run the triple option, uh, pretending to be Tommy Frazier when we were kids. So if you don't know who Tommy Frazier is and you're listening to this podcast, then you need to go Google that right now. But um, unless yeah, you're so, unless you're University of Florida fan or yeah, a Miami if, fan, if you are a Miami or Florida <laughs> fan, then you definitely know who Tommy you know. Frazier is. So you know. uh, but yeah, so I grew up in Nebraska. I mean, I've spent time. Obviously, I lived in upstate New York for a while. I lived overseas. Um my wife's lived overseas and traveled quite a bit, but Nebraska's home. And, you know, our state motto is, um, you know, the good life and our, our, my alma mater, the university of Nebraska, you know, our fight song is there is no place like Nebraska. And <laughs> I believe it. Um, I've lived all over the world and and we love it, but it's home. And so that's why, that's why it's close to our hearts. So. Now tell us, tell the audience what pretty cool thing you're doing a pretty cool thing with the university of Nebraska, but not, with the University of Nebraska. Yeah. What do you do now with on the on campus? Yeah, so I tell people that I work for a campus uh, ministry at the University of Nebraska. Uh, and so what what that is is it's a it's an organ is an international organization called CRU, CRU. And so we serve students spiritually, emotionally, uh, socially um, to help them thrive in their relationship with God but in the relationship as growing people. Uh, they're mm-hmm. figuring out who they want to be for the rest of their lives. And our goal is to equip them uh, in their faith and prepare them for a lifetime of um, 
following Jesus. So, so that's what we do. People usually ask me, well, like, do you, do you like live on campus? Like, no, man, I'm, I'm married. I got four kids. I, they can't fit us on campus. We have too many no. people. And they say, well, do you work for the university? Nope. We partner with the university. The university loves that we're there. They love what we do. They know that spirituality is a big part of the lives of college students. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it means that we're a part of the campus community and, uh, when good things happen on campus, we get to celebrate with the university. When when bad things happen, we get to mourn and grieve with the university. So yeah, so we are totally immersed in the life of the community at the University of Nebraska. So we love what we get to do. We love college students. It makes me feel young. Um, I also <laughs> am reminded at the same time how old I am because I don't talk like them. I don't I don't <laughs> use the same words that they use. Um, you know, I'm on Twitter. They're not. Uh, Twitter's for old people. Yeah. And, uh, um, they, you know, they do Snapchat and stuff like that. And it's like, ah, oh, but yep. they are, you know, I love being around young people. I love college sports, obviously, but I just love yeah. college students in general. Uh, so, so yeah, that's what I do now. Now, what's it like growing up in Nebraska? Are there a lot of pro sports teams in Nebraska or is it just primarily university of Nebraska is it like yeah, they're well, the team? Yeah. So people usually joke, you know, it's the only game in town. It's the only ticket in town, but Nebraska is really a, I mean, it's a great place for sports. So there's no, you know, major league teams, obviously, but we do have, uh, we have a lot of semi pro teams in terms of terms of like, uh, baseball, um, hockey. Mm -hmm. And we did once upon a time have uh, a semi-pro football team. I can't remember what league it was because it only lasted like one year. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but they were called the Omaha Nighthawks and Amon Green. If you know the Packers, yep. obviously, you know, probably the greatest running back in Green Bay history uh, came back for a year or two to play uh, football for the Omaha Nighthawks. Um, oh, it was uh, the UFL. The U that's right. I wanted the to say USFL, but I was like, no, that was an no. old thing. So it was the UFL. No, um, the USFL is coming back though. Is it coming back? It's coming back next year. Next spring. I feel like all these football leagues that come back, it's like, no, don't come back. You're just everything. Gonna, hey man, everything's old is everything old is new again. Yeah, come on. I know. All right. It's like all the, <laughs> all the Disney movies are just being remade. And so we'll just remake all the sports leagues. So I've been uh, ran about that, but it's not for this show. Yeah, anyway, so go ahead. Uh, and then, and then, of course, you know, we have the College World Series uh, baseball yep. every summer. Um, and uh, there's college and high school sports, especially, are what carry the day. And mm-hmm. they are a main connection point for people, like socially, but also just in terms of like uh, just morale for the state. So last year, mm-hmm. you know, during COVID, I mean, we're still in COVID, but like last year when it canceled everything, like not having, so Omaha, the the largest school district in Nebraska, like Omaha public schools did not allow their, their sports, their high schools to play football. And so Omaha did not have a team represented in the state playoffs, but other school districts chose to play and, and they did. And so it just crushes communities and families and kids who want to play. So yeah, mm-hmm. sports is just such a unifying element as it is probably for everywhere, but because we don't have professional teams because we don't have, you know, huge cities, we don't 
you know, we have a couple of large arenas, so we get big shows and, you know, every now and then, you know, Garth Brooks was just here playing in Memorial Stadium a couple of weeks ago. We get stuff like that occasionally, but sports is really the glue that holds everybody together. Uh, mm. And it, like people who don't even like sports, like sports, like they watch yeah. sports. My wife is not a sports fan, but she loves Husker games when we get to watch it with other people. Uh, mm-hmm. because it brings people together. So, so yeah, no professional sports, but yeah, college sports, high school sports, especially um, it's what this state lives for. All right. So speaking of local sports, college sports, yep. especially university, of Nebraska, mm. what, yep. what you grew up in the heyday of Tom Osborne and all those teams who literally ran all over the big 12, the big 10, the big eight, Yep. Uh, had a couple of national championships back in the nineties. Yeah, three, Ryan. Three. Three. I'm sorry, three. Three. Sorry. Three and four well, years. They well, from well, 19, 1994 to ninety seven, they went sixty and three. I want everybody to know that Alabama has never done that. Ooh, shots right. fired. Okay. Shots fired. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't you say Two plus one shared with with a certain team called Michigan with Tom Brady as a quarterback. Well, let's that's a whole nother podcast. That Michigan team wouldn't score four points on Nebraska, but Ooh. they struggled with Washington State in the Rose Bowl. Oh, don't get me started. Don't get me started. All right, I won't get you started, but let's talk let's talk about the growing up yep. in that heyday. Yeah. What's the state of, I mean, not where you live and where's like the state of Nebraska itself. How excited was it to just have those kind of teams back then just be a, be an an elite team year after year after year. What was that like growing up in those days? Yeah. So I remember before the, the run of 94 to 97, uh, I remember you know, never being able to win the big game. And I knew mm. we would beat all the teams that we should be and we beat them bad. Um, but we'd always, we'd get to that, you know, that end of the year and we know we were going to play Miami or Florida state uh, or even back then, you know, Colorado was giving us fits for a while in the yep. uh, early nine, the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. Yep. I seen or, that documentary. Or, yeah. Yep. And so, um, speed was the problem we didn't have enough speed especially on defense and we mm-hmm. couldn't stop these other teams uh and so i remember watching these bowl games just thinking like i know we're not gonna win and and in 1993 um nebraska gave florida state everything it could handle and it was in the 94 orange bowl the 93 season uh, mm-hmm. and that's really <clears throat> what started this like unfinished business that that you know we need to we need to turn the corner. We, I say we, like I was playing, I was, you know, 10. Uh, so, uh, so gro- now the next year, 94, we finally beat Miami on their home field in the orange bowl, the 95 orange bowl. And I remember, this is what's nuts. I was thinking about this, Ryan, the other, the other day, like mm-hmm. my dad was as old. He was a little bit younger than I am now then. And I'm like hmm. that, is freaky to me one but two um it reminds me of like how long it's been since we've won a title because mm-hmm. he had gone 20 years since nebraska had won a title in 1971 mm-hmm. and so he had yep. this 20 year gap and here i am 
20 year gap. I'm just waiting, right. For Nebraska to win it again. But living in that time, uh, from 1994 to really, you know, 97 and even beyond, you know, 96, 96, 97, 98, 99. Uh, it was shocking when we did lose. And hmm. it was, it every, every game you we went into, you're like, I know we're going to win. How much are we going to win by? So right. in that 96 Fiesta Bowl against Florida, 62 to 24 my wife is like how do you have all these numbers memorized i'm like it's just every man in my every millennial in nebraska is like i have these scores memorized mm-hmm. you know i knew going to that game like we're gonna win but how much are we gonna win by and we won by a lot um yeah. and then the next year we didn't win but we probably were, you know we were a top five team and then we go in 97 and we play tennessee and peyton manning and it was like i it's another sec team like bring them on like we're mm-hmm. going to crush them. And we did 42 to 17. So <laughs> uh, it, it was, it's mind boggling to me now because I talked to college students at the university who that's not their experience. And they're like, can you tell mm-hmm. me what that was like? Because all <laughs> they know now is four and eight, five and six, you know, eight and four. Um, I'd kill for eight and four right now. But the mm-hmm. the idea that like, I knew that we were the best team in the nation was, you know, it, it in some ways and probably not some good ways, but it was like our identity, right? It was my identity as a fan, mm-hmm. um, but it was fun. Like it was such a blast to have sports illustrated, write About Nebraska and put Tommy Frazier on the cover. And you're like, mm-hmm. We are a nobody. We're a flyover state. Nobody wants to come here, but we're the best. We're the best at this. This is our thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I honestly, I think that's been a part of the the crisis for Nebraska fans over the last, um, probably not 20 years, but certainly the last five to eight, where we know like we're not the best, but we what is our, what is our thing? We don't have a thing. This is our right. thing. And we're, we're not the best anymore. So um, so there is a little bit of an identity crisis, I think for the state, but it was just a blast, man, growing up and winning and yeah, playing in the backyard. And I was Tommy Frazier. My brother was Amon green and we'd run the option and we knew how to run the option. Like every, <laughs> every kid in Nebraska knew how to run it, uh, because we were the best at it. So, yeah. 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 You know, that, that bad of a defense, those, those defenses are pretty good too. Oh my too. gosh, those defenses, are so good. The black shirts—they were legit black shirts. Black shirts. Yep, yep. Now, other than football, yeah. What other sports in Nebraska gets people to go to their games? I I know that University of Nebraska Omaha—they have their—they're the Mavericks, the hockey team. Yep, uh, they've been to the tournament a couple times, and uh, actually, I think they went to the Frozen Four a few years ago, if I'm not they mistaken. Did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, and I think Nebraska volleyball's been you know, a pretty women's volleyball, especially, yeah. has been kind of has been pretty successful. And the baseball team has produced some a couple of major league stars. One of them yes. being a former Yankee, Jabba Chamberlain. Yep. Oh yeah. But like, what other what other sports bring Nebraskans out to yep. to the game? Yeah, right now, definitely volleyball. Um, mm-hmm. I would say because of where football's at right now, Nebraska's like a volleyball state. Uh, the university just had the top recruiting class in the country. I think they had 
four of the um you know Gatorade All Americans or or you know the Player of the Year from four different states come here, oh, wow. and so that they're they're basically their freshman squad could probably you know they could be starters in their own right at any school in the country. Um, mm. I think they've had five national championships. I I don't know the exact number, um, but I mean high schools in Nebraska like they produce volleyball athletes they mm. are good um volleyball teams in nebraska are are good and so uh volleyball sells out every game uh it's a tough ticket uh it right now is therapy for nebraska football fans um mm. if we you know if football team plays in the afternoon and we lose well if a volleyball game is happening tonight at least we know we're going to win that game uh, mm. so volleyball for sure uh i mean uh, baseball baseball too you know with bringing in a new coach uh, in the last couple of years, Will Bolt, a former player, people are excited about Nebraska baseball. So kids are excited about Nebraska baseball, uh, which for a while wasn't so much the case. Right. And I think that's like, that's how it works in most places. Right. Like if, if college sports and pro sports are doing well, the kids in that community are going to be excited about it because mm. you want to like a winner, right? You want, you want people uh, you want your teams to win. Uh, Nebraska has one AAA baseball affiliate, the Omaha Storm Chasers. The mm. problem with that is that they're the affiliate for the Kansas City Royals, uh, who are, you know, <laughs> uh, I think if not in last place, I think they're in fourth place right now in the AL Central. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they moved up to third. They're still quite a bit a ways back from the White Sox. Uh, but uh, that's a, I mean, that's fun. It's, you know, minor league baseball is fun, but triple a, like yeah. you get to see guys who are like, they're going to be playing in the bigs. And so that's a, that's a great place for people to, um, uh, it's a great, it's a great, uh, event for people to go to cause they'll get to see major league baseball players. Uh, mm-hmm. something that's kind of taken on, uh, a resurgence as of late, not a resurgence, but, um, uh, kind of been initiated in Nebraska's lacrosse. So people really? in the Midwest, like, we don't know what lacrosse is. It's like a really? East Coast thing, right? But people are playing lacrosse. I follow a guy on Twitter I've never met who lives in Lincoln. Uh, he's a Purdue Boilermaker fan. Um, okay. I think he's an alum, but he and his, I think he coaches or his son's in a lacrosse league. And so I kind of get some, uh, get updates that way. And then, of course, okay. hockey. Nebraska's big into hockey. A lot of kids play hockey here. Um uh, and then it, it, go ahead. Would, 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 would someone else from, would someone from the Northeast consider that kind of surprising that a lot of kids play hockey in Nebraska? Uh, I'm maybe, I mean, so it, obviously, you know, we're not like, you know, the frozen tundra of Minnesota and Wisconsin and, and, right. you know, Michigan, you know, Michigan and all those schools. Yeah. Um, but you, like you mentioned earlier with UNO, uh, kind of paving the way and having been to the frozen four uh, again, it just gets people excited. And so then you just have this boom of kids who are like, want to play hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I mean, you know, if, if you can think of a little league travel sport or a travel team, like we, we have it, we got a small population, right? It's like 1.8 million people here. I mean, it is not a lot. I mean, we're not as small as, Wyoming, you know, or, you know, or um, you're bigger than Albany. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, and most of those people live in Omaha and Lincoln. Uh, 
but you know those sports uh uh you know they have there there's kids all over who are playing all those sports and i i think i mentioned earlier but you know high school football obviously friday nights yes in nebraska are football night and mm-hmm. uh you know our kids have they're a little young. And so we haven't been out late on many Friday nights, but as they get older, I'm just excited to take them to a high school football game. Cause there's just mm. nothing like it, right? It's just nothing like a high school football game and the smells and the sights and seeing people and seeing the teachers and the principal there. And you're like, this is awesome. So high school, obviously high school football is big. Um, uh, yeah, I think that, Nebraska, the University of Nebraska has struggled too because we haven't had great, just to be honest, haven't had great prospects come out of high school football. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that people aren't playing. It just means we're probably in a little bit of a doldrum right now with talent coming out of Nebraska. But okay, now got to touch on a touch, touch on this, this subject of this this past week, but I, I kind of want to go back in time a little bit. Sure. With Nebraska joined the big 10. Yep. I thought that was kind of an odd move for them because yeah. they've been in the big, big eight and big 12 for so yep. for such a long time. Sure. But in, I mean, your opinion, uh, you probably not know a lot more about me and about, yep. about that than I do. I think you may have sent a, I think you sent a, a, a video file, a video file to me last year where I talked about with my old co-host, but what was the, the impetus for Nebraska to join the Big Ten to exit sure. the Big Twelve and join the Big Ten? Yeah, great questions. Um, I think that it started with Texas kind of just being a pain in the rear, <laughs> um, which is super ironic considering that they just left the Big Twelve for the SEC. Yeah, so and they're they, not leaving until 2025, but yeah, it's yeah, funny. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in at least um, in practice, they're not leaving till 2025, but functionally, like you've left and you're leaving. Yeah. So it's like, I don't understand why they would leave that conference. It's, where the, it's the separation dog. before the divorce. Exactly. Yeah, they've been separated and now the divorce will be complete. Um, <laughs> but Texas was. You know, wherever they go, they try to run the show, which, again, doesn't make sense to me why they try to go the SEC because you got Alabama, you got LSU, Florida. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to run the show there. Um, right. But hopefully there's no Texas listeners who will be super offended. I think they'll try because that's kind of what Texas, they're the Lone Star State, right? They, mm-hmm. they do it themselves. So to us, we were like, Texas, you're kind of a pain in the rear. Um, we... Uh, don't we we we'd like to be partners we don't want to play second fiddle we certainly don't need to be out ahead but we at least like to be partners and so that's right. got the ball rolling but then when you join the big 10 you you there's two things so this is from so again no insider information but from a fan perspective and an alum mm-hmm. and somebody who just cares about the university two things come with that tons of money because of the big 10 network yeah and academic prestige uh, obviously it's not, it's no Ivy league, but the big 10 is a really good academic school. And so you have all these faculty who now become big 10 faculty mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of like a dream come true for them. And so it comes with a little more legitimacy with their own research. Nebraska is a 
not a teaching institution by any stretch. It's a research institution. Um, mm. And so you're getting a lot more money for research, uh, which obviously professors love. There was yeah. this random uh, earlier this summer, there were like these rumors right before Texas and Oklahoma were thinking about leaving the big 12 where people were like, Oh, is Nebraska going back to the big 12 or something? And there was like this online poll that went around where the, the actual, some faculty at the university of Nebraska, like were polled by, it was an internal thing. Like, Mm -hmm. do you want to leave the big 10? And it was like overwhelming. No, we don't Uh, because it benefits them as, as as academic professionals. So one more thing to, uh, it kind of ties into just the theme of what sports does for the local community. So the university of Nebraska sports uh, athletic department Mm -hmm. um, because of all the money that they give. So part of which is tickets and concessions and all that kind of stuff. But then you have the media, you got the media money that's coming in and the big 10 money is just so much more. So because of that, uh, Nebraska can actually give, $10 $10 million back to the academic uh, side of the university mm-hmm. uh, every year. So there's only like 23 or 24 schools in the country that are self-sustaining uh, with their sports. And Nebraska is one of them, uh, but they're not just self-sustaining. They actually, the athletic department gives $10 million back to the university. So the university can provide uh, $5 million in scholarships to non-athletes and then mm-hmm. the chancellor has $5 million at his discretion, whether that's for maintenance projects or other scholarships or whatever needs to be done in the community. So, so the Big Ten bumps that number up to $10 million. I think they hit that $10, $10 million for the first time in 2018. But yeah. uh, so it's huge. I mean, uh, it, football's important. The whole athletics department's important. The Big Ten gives it it just lends it to more legitimacy there was more stability so the big 12 had only been around since 1996 mm-hmm. uh but then there's um so what so it, it felt more unstable and here you have the big 10 that's been a conference mm-hmm. for like a hundred years yeah. um and obviously they had pulled in you know your school penn state um Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com you know, back in early nineties, uh, yeah, but hadn't added anybody else. So it's like, well, this conference seems to be knowing what it's seems to know what it's doing. 
let's let's join them. And honestly, so, as so a fan, fact, I, as I actually, I before I don't want to uh, no, interrupt you. But yeah, go fun for fact it. about fun fact about Penn yeah. State: I actually never went to Penn State. I went to Regent University, which yep. my diploma is right there. You can see it. But nice. uh, <laughs> but um, Penn State was actually being vetted by the Big East to join the Big East once upon a time. No way. But but yeah yeah. They, 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 the Big East wanted Penn State, but because Penn State, because the Big East was more of a basketball school, yeah. and Penn State's basketball program was kind of eh, yeah. uh, they yeah. decided to join the Big Ten instead. Okay. So that wow. the Big East could still be a thing today if Penn State had joined the Big East. How would that have changed the landscape of sports if Penn State would have oh went to the Big East? Goodness. <laughs> but so, yeah, I, go, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, that's good. That's- I love that. But yeah, so that was that's why. I mean, and we're, we're in it now because of the money and because of the academic prestige. I mean, think about that. Like a student graduates now and they have a big 10 degree. Um, mm-hmm. And for some reason that means something in our world. Uh, and so <laughs> I, I think it's, it's important to the university. Uh, it's important for professors. It's important for the deans and the chancellor. Um, so that's where we're at. And we're, we're you know, it's, it's going to be good. I think for sports like uh, baseball, because we're, we're just going to be ahead of everybody else. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually. I really believe that like they're going to win the big 10, you know, if not every year, three out of five years, four out of five years, um, you know, but it's, it's really good. It's competitive with volleyball and basketball. Like big 10 is a good conference and yeah. you play championship teams every week in basketball and volleyball. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you play championship teams every week in football, but you do play teams that love to beat the snot out of each other every week. And yes. so I think top to bottom, Big Ten's probably the best football conference. Um, and I think that's what coaches want. They're like, we want to be the, we want to beat the best. I don't think you were yeah. getting that in the Big 12. Um, no. But, no, it's I mean, all, it's, they don't play defense in the Big 12. No, and now, but now it's like, unless you're a TCU. But yeah, even yeah. there, even there, I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of. A, but I'm like, who am I to talk now? We're getting, you know, Illinois beating the snot out of us. Um, so, so, so I kind of want to fast. I want to fast forward yeah. a little bit to yeah. last year yeah. when the Big Ten said we're going to play. We have a schedule, and then all of a sudden they said, "Oh, we're not going to play." And Scott oh Frost wanted to basically commit seppuku in order to yeah. play Nebraska to play, yeah. they would have played as an independent. Are the re are like are, are faculty are, are they just upset because of that or because with him because of that or is it just or is it something else? Because I remember when yeah. Scott Frost was hired from Central Florida, he turned that he he took that program. He yep. didn't make that program, but he helped turn that program around yeah. to basically where it is now. Yeah, and he gets hired from the, he gets hired to play for his alma mater to coach for his alma mater. And he's struggling a little bit. Do you think if if he makes it through this year with a, a record just above 500, yeah. does he make it or is he gone? Wow. Man, Ryan, if I had that answer, I'd probably be sitting in the North Stadium offices of the athletic department right now <laughs> and not on this podcast with you. But no. I, <laughs> I think that, thanks. <laughs> yeah, my, I could get Trev Alberts, maybe not. That's our new athletic director. So Trev Alberts yeah. is our new athletic director. You know, he played, mm-hmm. he was a Butkus award winner. Um, yep. He didn't have a long career in the NFL, but he played for the Colts for a little while. Like he knows his yep. stuff. He turned, 
He turned UNO around. He made uh, the University of Nebraska Omaha. He made UNO a hockey power. Um, yep. You know, in the last 13 years since he's been there. Uh, so you have a new boss who's watching you, but you you also have a boss who knows football. Like yes. that's the scary thing. It's not like you just hired some Harvard business grad who, you know, knows how to crunch numbers for sports. It's like you hired a Husker football legend and now uh, he's watching the coach. Yeah. So I think that I think Frost has the team has to show improvement. I think that he they, they're I don't know why they're doing the things they're doing like they just spent a whole offseason saying, hey, we're going to improve special teams. We're going to have an identity as an offense. Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to commit, stop committing stupid penalties, uh, and we're going to manage the game well. Uh, and then they come out on Saturday. They don't do that. So mm -hmm. they like literally did all those things that they said they were going to work on. So it's like you have to show from game one to game two improvement. You, As the season goes on, you have to show us fundamentally sound football. Like mm -hmm. I'm assuming other parts of the country and fans, you know, good sports when you see it, even if you're like, Oh, well I didn't play football, but like, I know it when I see it. And yeah. that's what, that's what Husker fans want. And so if that means you go, Oh, and 12, well, okay. You might be canned, but if you can show improvement and maybe win a game that you're not supposed to get to about 500, uh, 500, this year it was with 12 games means a bowl game. You, you get to go to a bowl game. So yep. at, I, if I'm the athletic director, I do not want to pay Scott Frost buyout, but I also don't want to, I, I, I don't want to continue going on in this like nether world of, well, are we ever going to, are we ever going to get above 500? Are we ever going to go to a bowl game again? Mm -hmm. But you also don't want to start over every year, right? Like every three or four years. That's not yeah. good either. Um, my wife reminded me of that on Saturday uh, after the game when I was like, is this ever going to get better? So uh, I don't know what they have to do. In my mind, if I'm the AD, you got to get to a bowl game. Mm -hmm. If you don't get to a bowl game, then the hard conversations have to happen. Uh, okay. There might have to be a lot of staff who are let go at key um position uh, key position coaches um i don't know like i don't i don't know what to do and i'm glad honestly that i'm not the person in charge of that but it's uh there's if you were to just scroll twitter you would think that the sky is falling in lincoln nebraska this week uh, I, I was gonna ask how how is husker husker twitter doing right now are they it's pretty savage they, man it's pretty savage it's okay. pretty savage uh it's pretty depressed um I mean, I'm doing okay. I'm going to the game on Saturday. <laughs> I'm 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 going with my wife. We've never been to a game together, so uh, oh, we wow. usually rotate kids, and so we get to go together. It's going to be a blast. Um, we're playing Fordham, so New York's coming to uh, to Lincoln, uh, FCS team. So you know, people. It's like here's here's how I could describe Husker Twitter. If we don't score sixty points this week, I'll be disappointed. Hmm. If we give up more than 30 this week, I'll be disappointed. And there's a part of me that understands that, but there's also a part of me that's like, um, I'm going to cheer for my team even if we stink. 
Like I, st- yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed, but the sun's going to come up again. You get to play next week. Um, I've probably been the someone, some fan that's like, Oh, I'm, I can't do it. I'm giving up on this team, but, it, but I'm like, I'm coming back, man. Like I'm coming back again <laughs> because you're my team. Like yeah. I went to school there. I can't give up on you. It's like, no, it's like, no way. Like I, I can't just go pick another team. Who am I going to root for? Kansas? Like, like, who am I going to root for? Iowa's a pretty good team. I, I cannot root for Iowa. That would be blasphemous. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Husker Twitter is pretty depressing. Just search Twitter. Just search Huskers, and you'll find all kinds of stuff. Uh, there's people with some, you know, overly optimistic takes. Uh, even former players who are like, I'm convinced he's the guy. Um, it's just people want to see it. They just want to see something good happen. And I think for those, um, so I, I watched the natural last night. I was painting my kitchen ceiling last night. Um, we're redoing our kitchen. So I had to paint the ceiling. Mm -hmm. I turned the natural on and I just love that scene where they have like that really bad motivational speaker kind of guru. I don't know what he is, but he's, he's given that speech on, Losing is a disease, um, and he go, and as contagious as, and he lists off a bunch of like STDs, and it's like this is really <laughs> depressing. <laughs> this is really awful. horrible, right? It's not, it's terrible. But he's like, but it is a disease, man. Like anybody yeah. who's rooted for their favorite sports team, and they just go into this lull, right? Even that, like the Patriots used to stink. And I think sometimes people forget that. Like the Patriots used to be horrible. Uh, the Buccaneers, before they went on their run a few years ago, you know, they had some good teams. And they, obviously they won last year. But I mean, back in the early 2000s, like before that, they stunk. Yeah. They were yeah, so terrible. bad. Yeah. You know, Kansas City Royals were so bad. And then they won a World Series in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, Losing is a disease and so is winning. Yeah. And yes. and so something good has to happen for the Huskers. And it has to be like this thing that everybody catches and says, hey, if that guy can do that in that situation, I can too. Now I'm starting to preach and I'm getting like motivational speaker, but <laughs> that's like, that's kind of what has to happen. And I think every fan knows that. Yeah. But the the torture of being a fan is like, I can't As- make it happen. As a New York Jets fan for dude, you my know life. I know, I know. Well, that's why that's why I root for the Yankees and the Devils and you know. A you make other up teams. for it. You make up I mean, for it. They make up for it. Part of the uh, you know, it's, the Yankees make up for all of it. That's true. What do you guys got? Like twenty eight World Series titles. Twenty seven. Okay, I was off by one. Well, well, uh, hopefully this year will be twenty eight. Well, we'll see though. But so like. Know. For you as a Jets fan, I'm going to turn around on the host. Like, for, oh, let's you go. As a Jets, for you as a Jets fan, like, do you ever feel like this is this is never going? Like, thinking a Super Bowl, we're never going to win it. Like, is that is that where you're at? Over the last decade, yes, uh, they've sniffed, they've come close to sniffing the playoffs once in the last decade. I mean, the, the Back in 2009, 2010, when they got this close, this close, within a half, one, within, in, 20, in 2009, they came within a half of beating Peyton Manning to go to the Super Bowl. Yep. Who was their the quarterback? Next year, uh, Mark Sanchez. Okay. Was that butt fumble year? 
No, that was no. 2012. Okay. That was on Thanksgiving. I want to forget that. I, I want to okay. forget that. I'm game. glad I brought that up so you can remember it. I, I don't want to. People, I hate when people bring that up though. But, <laughs> but yeah, in 2010, they almost, they, I mean, they, they basically almost beat the two best quarterbacks, arguably the 2000s. Yep. To go to the Super Bowl twice, two years in a row. And then the next year in 2011, they, they handed the keys to the offense to Mark Sanchez and they said, okay, kid, you've proved us right for the last two seasons. You know, Go right ahead and run the offense, and yep. just didn't pan out to be the quarterback that us fans thought he was going to be. Yep. Uh, then he gets replaced by Geno Smith, who gets replaced by Ryan Fitzpatrick, who gets replaced by Sam Darnold, and he doesn't work out because they can't protect him, and they and they don't have a line. You know, I mean, the Jets have have had decent defenses. They just, Offenses are some for some reason they just can't get together, but there, I mean, there's just a little bit of hope. Do you ever think now? Serious question. Yes. Do you ever think the Jets are cursed? Do you believe in sports curses? I don't. I think it's I, all in people. I think I, I think it's all in the fandom's head. I'm start. I'm starting to think that it's true, though. <laughs> start, <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I don't think I would have believed in it. But the last time Nebraska won a conference title was 1999. So we're we're coming up on 22 years unless it happens yep. this year um which I don't see that happening unless every team that we are scheduled to play has covid outbreaks and we get forfeits <laughs> oh, um I don't see it happening but some of the things like this is why I ask because like I do feel like right now, Nebraska, if I had to pick a sport, a, a professional football team that is parallel to Nebraska, it's the New York Jets. Because we lose games in the dumbest of ways. We, mm. we lose games in ways that you should never lose games. We, we butt fumble games. And you're like, like this last week, this was early in the first quarter, so you didn't lose the game. But it mm-hmm. kind of changed the trajectory of the game. Our captain, one of the best athletes on the team, he's a cornerback. He's returning to punt. And he fades back from the 10, which is where he started, mm-hmm. which every fan knows. When you're returning to punt and you have to step backward, you just stop and you let it go over your head. He went all the way back to the one-inch line and tried to field it. Oh. And... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. He got hit and he did some weird thing where he like threw it forward to get it out of the end zone. Did he forget how to football? <laughs> I think he forgot how to football. He forgot um, how to football. And now his knee might have been down, but and it, his momentum was kind of carrying him into the end zone. It could have been a right. touchback, but that because the play was so stupid, the refs were probably like, you don't deserve that. Like, you deserve a safety, but it's like we lose games like that. 
Like, yeah. who does that, right? Like, that's that's just mind-boggling, right? You know, yeah. we're, you're going down the field, you have a good drive, and then all of a sudden, rather than being workmanlike and businesslike and getting back into the huddle, you taunt your opponent. And then you have a 15 yard penalty, but we can't recover from first and 25. No. So we, that's how we lose games, Ryan. Like we Mm -hmm. lose games in the dumbest of ways. And I think I have an ongoing text conversation with my cousin during games where like, we're both like, I think we're cursed, man. Like, I think, I think we are, I don't know. So we'll see. It's I think, I think, I think curses are mentality thing. I mean, I don't believe them. I think, I think the jets have just been for my jets. It's just been a result of just ownership, trying to run the show and trying to make headlines and the, and the, and the New York tabloid papers and the back, you know, the back of the New York daily news and the back of the New York post, but it always seems to, you know, come back in their face, but now they've hired somebody that is a good solid, a, a, a GM who basically said to the ownership, I need to run the show. I need to hire the head coach. I need to work with him and draft the right players to, to build this team and make them into a winner. And yep. that, and they hired the right co- I think they hired the right coach with uh, this new guy, Robert Soleil, who's, who is a breath of fresh air compared to the last couple of coaches. Mm. Uh between the really, really boring, you know, Todd Bowles, the the bombastically stupid Rex Ryan, Rex and Ryan. the and the oh. and the just arrogantly dry Adam Gase is just who uh, watching some of his post game press conferences last year. I I, I was ready to get the bottle. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I mean, I drink I drink beer and I drink you know I have a, you know, I, I have I have, the, I have a good spirit every once in a while, but. I just wanted to blackout like drink after listening to those press conferences because I wanted to forget everything you said. But this new guy coming in, they yep. got new, they got, they got you know, ownership has accepted the fact that they can't football. They don't know how to football because they're trust fund kids, and they've had they've handed keys to a guy who's been with the with the Ravens organization and with the Eagles organization. Okay, and the Ravens don't how to win. The Eagles. Couple of years ago, yeah, knew how to win. They've won. Yep, they've, they've won. Um, he, he's got Super Bowl ring from both those. You know, both being on both the staff on both those teams in the front office. And I have faith that he can make this team into a contender. And hopefully, I'll see them win a Super Bowl before I die. <laughs> I want to start rooting for the Jets. Do it. Well, come on, welcome aboard. Welcome like, aboard. We we, we need thing, we like, need a new, we need Nebraska contingent. Well, if I'm like <laughs> if I'm already so I don't get like depressed with sports anymore. But, but I like, nah. again, I, I feel the frustration as a fan where you're like, mm-hmm. and like, I, I didn't play football. I played baseball in high school. So like, I'm yeah. I still, and I did intramural sports in college. I did football. And so yeah. like, I have a competitive mentality. I don't know if I'd call myself an athlete um, no. anymore. Um, right. I was athletic at, a, at one time. Yes. Um, but from like a sports standpoint, you know, I'm just like, you know, I get frustrated because I'm like, these things shouldn't happen. Like, and I've coached right. little league baseball teams. And like, I know mm-hmm. like you have to walk through things with players. You can't be out on the field. But I'm still like, how could all this stuff keep happening? But if I'm already frustrated on Saturday night going into Sunday, mm-hmm. I might as well continue that frustration all Sunday and be a Jets fan. 
but then <laughs> I will be completely surprised and joyful when they win. Yeah. At some point it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, every team in the NFL has 17, not 16, but 17 tries this year to win at least one game. And I'm my ceiling for the jets right now is seven. You think they'll win my seven? Seven. I think the, if they, even if they don't win, they'll at least be competitive. Because I, I I believe in this coach so much because unlike the last coach who was just like who just kind of hand off his responsibilities and blame just blame the next guy uh, in the locker room instead of taking the responsibility himself like this coach is saying if, if he sees a player make a mistake he'll go up and talk to him and say hey this is what you need to do this is what you need to do and just and coach yep. him up because yep. the, the Jets have needed that and they haven't had that guy and I think some of the frustration with Scott Frost is. In the last couple of years, former New York Jet, by the way, former New York Jet, former New York Jet. Yep, you know he didn't. He didn't all say. It seemed like he would throw players under the bus sometimes. I think he's a brutally honest person. That's like, Mm -hmm. hey, this is what happened in the game. But on this past Saturday, lost. I think you could see a little bit more humility in him in the post game. and I hope that's good for him. I, I mean, I hope he stays around in Nebraska for the rest of his career. He turns it around. But, you know, as a person, I'm like, I need to learn that too. I'm sure it's hard. You know, he's yeah. always been good at what he does everywhere. And so it's just hard to, you know, to acknowledge yeah. that. But there, there's certain things you can get away with in other conferences in the Big Ten and a Power Five. You can't get away yep. with that stuff. Yep. Yep. And that's good. It's a good thing that he's learning. Yep. So, Back to the actual football, you know, you think Jets can win seven. I'm looking here at the rest of Nebraska's schedule, considering I'm considering losses to Oklahoma and Ohio State. Just I'm going to put those two L's on there to get to a bowl. They got to win six of these nine games. Fordham, which is FCS, so we should win. Mm -hmm. Buffalo, which I think we should win, but. They're a Mac team, and I don't ever underestimate Mac teams. Never underestimated Mac team. Never underestimated. See you. I see you, Michigan, with Appalachian State. Uh, yep. Are did they? Did Appalachian State move into the Mac? Or are they still FCS? No, no, they're uh, Sun Belt. They're uh, FBS. Okay. So Florida, the Buffalo, and then they got to then they go into conf, back into conference. Michigan State. Yep. So I feel like it's toss up, but yep. That's a Mel Tucker co- coach team, and we couldn't beat Mel Tucker a few years ago at Colorado. Northwestern, mm-hmm. which they should be a seller dweller in the Big Ten this year. Ooh, uh, but I don't know about that. They, 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 they lost they, a ton of production. They lost a ton on but, defense. But, but they're still Northwestern. Great, but Pat Fitzgerald's a great coach. That's the problem. He's a great coach. So I, what I was going to say is they should be the seller dweller, but I'm afraid of Northwestern. And then Michigan – which is, I feel like Michigan is just like, I don't know what Michigan is. I, I can't get a read in Michigan, man. It's just, uh, Jim Harbaugh is, I mean, he's a great pro coach. The Jets considered him for the job, but he, he wants to be a Michigan NFL. guy. He wants to be a Michigan guy. Yep. Until, you know, until they get sick of him losing to Ohio State, but I, I just can't get a read on them. And then Minnesota, who is projected to be the, like one of the Big Ten West leaders yeah uh purdue who's probably another great another great coach in pj fleck he's yep. a great coach too purdue who's probably on a down year uh but nebraska has not shown up 
to play Purdue well over the last few years. And then Wisconsin and Iowa, who we have not beaten. Uh, and Ohio State. In the, in the Big Ten. And then, yeah, Ohio State. So a loss on Ohio <laughs> State, a loss on Oklahoma. So these other nine I listed, somehow, some way, you got to find six wins. So, okay, Florida, Fordham and Buffalo, Buffalo. Michigan State. But then you got you got Michigan, Michigan State, Northwestern, Michigan, Minnesota, Purdue, Wisconsin, Purdue. Iowa. You got to beat four of those teams to get to a bowl game. And if it's not Michigan, Michigan State, Northwestern, Michigan, and Purdue, that's their best shot. But that means you got to beat Michigan and you got to beat Northwestern and yeah. you got to go to East Lansing and beat Michigan State. I'm like, I just don't see it, but I'm a fan. I'm not in the locker room. And I think a lot of that's where a lot of fans are. It's like, mm-hmm. how are we going to pull out six wins? to get extra practice time and to get to a bowl game with that schedule. Mm-hmm. I don't see it happening. I'm not giving up on the team. You know, well, our fights on wall stick together and all kinds of weather for dear old Nebraska U, but man, it's going to be some stormy weather. I think over the next few months, I just don't well, see it. I don't see it. There, there's, there's, I always, there's always hope. It's, it's, it's any given – well, for college football, it's any given Saturday. Now, for pro any football, it's Saturday. any given Sunday. I mean, any given Saturday. Happen. It's true. I mean, That's gosh, true. there's number one teams that go down to unranked – I mean, maybe they'll and, shock the world and beat Oklahoma in a couple weeks. Like, and, hey, think about think about this. Ohio State, every once in a – every couple of years or so, they're, they're always they're, – they're in the top ten, and they have a clunker. Somewhere, either at home or on the road against somebody who doesn't deserve to beat them, and they want to lose in that game. I, well, a couple of years ago, it was to Purdue um, yep. when Purdue was just not good, but Purdue mm-hmm. just rolled them. I mean, Purdue just yep. rolled them. I feel like Ohio yep. State does that every year. But I, for once, I'm like, I just want it to be us. Like I, <laughs> like I want it to be Nebraska. I want Nebraska to be the one to shock the world. Uh, and maybe it'll happen in Norman on whatever it is, September 18th. Maybe, September maybe that's 18th. the day. Yeah. yeah. 50th know. year of the game of the century, by the way. Um, oh, that's true. From 71. So 50th anniversary. Get won't that glimmer. Get, get, those, get those hopes. Won't get into the fact that maybe Nebraska tried to get out of that game. but uh, That's another podcast. That's another podcast. <laughs> All right, so we're going to hope for both our teams. Uh, I'm going to wrap things up here in just a moment, James. But in the meantime, James, if people want to talk ministry, if they want to talk Husker football, if they want to talk yep. college football, women's women's volleyball, oh yeah, tell people where you're at. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. That's where I do most of my sports things, um, at James Pruch. So, uh, yeah, last name P-R-U-C-H, James, at James Pruch on Twitter. Um and I'm on Instagram too. Same handle at James Prush. I do more ministry kind of stuff, a lot of writing. So I kind of nerd out about theology and things like that. If you want to find me there, um, you can always go to my website, jamesprush.com uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and get in touch with me. So I just, I, I told you, Ryan, before we started recording that you just never know who's going to hear this and go, Hey, maybe I want, I want to look at Nebraska or maybe I want to, check out Nebraska for, for school or my kid or my grandkid. Uh, I don't know. The internet's a big place and people find podcasts all over the place. And so you just never know somebody sure. who's randomly listening to like, 
I want to go to Nebraska. Um, <laughs> it is great. There's no place like it. The people are awesome. Um, and I love it. But yeah, if you want to talk Nebraska, if you want to talk sports, if you want to talk ministry, uh, anything, if you just want to connect online, um, find me at one of those places and would love to, would love to meet you. All right. Thanks very much, James. We'll be right back. Just a quick moment for this word from Manscaped. What's going on, sports fans? This is Dan made of the MD's Fantasy Football Podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about Manscaped, where they want to let you know that the summer is here, but are you ready to unveil your beach bod? You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Compliment your dad bod or six-pack with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas, so join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for a hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY today. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this week's edition of No Credentials Required. Again, I want to thank my my good friend James Pruch for being a good sport and being on the podcast and talking about talking about sports in his local area of Nebraska. If you're on Unhinged Radio and it's Thursday afternoon, stay tuned for Hoops Talk with Parker Ainsworth and the Midweek Midrange. Until then, see you around the Mighty Five one. courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out and support his music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 